Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have Ariana Benincasa on the show. Ariana, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty great. How are you, Craig? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time to chat today. I appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure. So for folks who don't know you, can you give a bit of background on kind of who you are and how you got into the podcasting world? Yeah, sure. So I currently work at an audio post-production studio called Tattoo Sound and Music. We're based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada with two studio locations, and we do sound and music for commercials. So we're always looking for ways on how we can sort of reinvent the wheel for audio in uh, the post-production world. And initially, I wanted to begin a campaign about women in audio. It's a subject that is really starting to be talked about now. And it was a big interest of mine. You know, I wanted to start doing some research on all the women that are out there in our industry. So I looked up some women and started reaching out to them for the use of images because I just initially wanted to start doing a series of informational videos. And then I thought, you know, while I'm reaching out to these women, why not ask if I can interview them? And then the first woman I got was Susan Rogers, and she was Prince's engineer on his album Purple Rain. Wow. So yeah, so you know, I told myself, (laughs) right? Yeah. I was it was I was very impressed that I was able to, you know, reach her and be able to chat with her. So I thought, okay, I should totally make this into a serious podcast, reach out to more women like her. And uh, it's been a great opportunity not only to, you know, educate myself, but also to become connected with all these wonderful women. So the podcast is called Sisters of Sound, and we're on all major pod platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, it's been it's been pretty great so far. Very excited to uh, see who else we can we can link up with. Yeah, for sure. That's great. That's great. So interesting that you're kind of come from the 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 sound and audio content world mm-hmm. how has kind of generally i definitely want to dig into the the kind of women in in audio and sound uh later but but generally how has podcasting about the audio industry gone for you well you know podcasting is very much like radio and you know some people see radio as a dying medium people don't listen to it as often but you know i think I think with every technology, things evolve, things change. So um, I think there is still a high appreciation for radio and for quality sound. So, you know, what, what we try and do as an audio house is educate people and get them to really appreciate sound and, you know, be able to kind of turn off from the outside world, you know, everything seems to be very visual these days, all these viral videos on Facebook, but to be able to be able to kind of just close your eyes and listen into a conversation, you know, there's, there's true value in that. 
And, you know, I've noticed a lot of music labels now are starting their own podcasts and seeing it as a new way for fans to connect with their artists. So, you know, I think coming from the studio background, it's obviously very easy for us to execute a podcast project. You know, we could just hop in the booth. We already have all of the equipment at our disposal. So um, it was kind of just easy to to make happen. And my coworker, his name is Clive Desmond. He has his own podcast as well called Pod Planet. So he very much was our mentor in this. He has a lot of expertise in that. So when we came up with the topic, he was really helping me on how I could get it started because I was very new to the podcasting world. I kind of dipped in, listened to a couple episodes of some other shows, but in no way an expert in the field. So it was great to have him give me some advice and and really push me on this and see it as a great opportunity to start this conversation about women in audio. Yeah, for sure. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so you mentioned your your kind of big fish guest as your the first person you had on the show. Yes. How how has the the conversation been so far? specifically about women in audio, because I know kind of coming from the, the tech space, right? it's a huge topic these days, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. You know, women, I guess every everyone other than uh, middle-aged white men are right. severely yep. underrepresented in the tech space. And you go to some of these conferences and it's really amazing, the lack of diversity. How, how has the conversation been so far for you guys? So You're, you gals, I should yeah. say. <laughs> So um, I try and reach out to women of many different disciplines in the audio and music industry. So Susan Rogers is an engineer. I've also talked to uh, a guitar tech. So they're responsible for, you know, loading in, setting up all the instruments on stage. I've also talked to a musician. So trying to just get an overall general feel for how different women have had to deal with different issues. So when it comes to the engineering and sort of the audio tech background, it is, you know, very common that when it comes to technology, it has very much been gendered male and women have had to work twice as hard to get recognized, but in no way are they inferior in terms of skills. You know, they have so much to offer. So a lot of the time I've had to hear that women have had to work twice as hard to prove themselves and their worth. But I think the fact that there are these conversations happening a lot more these days, I think people will come to realize that there are women in these industries. There are women, you know, killing the game, doing a really great job. And younger women wanting to get into this industry will now know that there are role models that they can look up to and that they could reach out to. And that's what we're, that's what we're aiming for in this podcast is, you know, women from any years of experience in the industry, whether they're an engineer, you know, that has always been interested in live touring or whether it's someone straight out of school, just wanting to get into the industry, just sort of educating people that there are so many women out there and sure there was issues in the past of having to prove our worth. But I think all that we can do now is look towards the future and look to help those young women that are wanting to get into this industry because they really are the future. So yeah, it's been very insightful. And, you know, I am very blessed to have been as lucky as I am now to have 
got my start in the industry and haven't had to deal with too many issues when it comes to gender. But yeah, I think I think if anything, I'm I'm just happy to have started this podcast and this conversation. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think it's obviously a very important conversation that needs to be have probably across all industries. Uh, so the, yeah. the fact that you can have it specific to your industry as somebody who's kind of, I don't want to say beat the system, but but sort of, you know, taking the path that you want a lot of other people to take is fantastic. Yeah. So a lot of the conversations we have on this show are about kind of the, the purpose and the, the how you got into podcasting. And, and, and that's kind of really clear, I think. So, so kind of the why you, you got into the Sisters of Sound show, mm-hmm. but, but kind of longer term or like big picture, I guess. What do you see as, as a goal for your show? Because I, the reason I ask is, is I think a lot of people say, I want a podcast for my business or to grow my personal brand or something like that. And your, your perspective and approach to podcasting and, and your topic and, and your kind of mission is different. Right. So I'd love to hear kind of what you think like success would look like for you. Right. Well, you know, the whole idea around starting this podcast was to, again, get people to really understand and appreciate audio and music, and all the people that make it happen. As a post-audio recording studio, most of our work is done with ad agencies and, you know, working with an advertising agency who's always looking for the next best things, you know, always looking for what's cool, what's new. We are constantly having to think about ways that we can reinvent the wheel, how how we can be noticed as a cutting edge audio house. So I thought it was super important to to start this conversation about women in audio and get people to learn a lot about sound and music because, you know, they might not have learned a lot about it in school when when studying advertising. So we kind of wanted a way to bring these stories to life and inspire them to think. You know, for instance, one of our episodes that will be coming out is with an audio professor and she talks a lot about sound design. And it, it really opened my eyes to all these different things that that you could do with audio. So you know, I want to take the knowledge that we gained from that conversation and then show our ad agency friends and say, look, you know, sound is so much more than, than what you hear through your ears, through your headphones. You could do all these creative things with it. So I think the main purpose here is to just get these stories out there and getting people to appreciate sound and music as much as they do, you know, great visuals on a music video or a film, because as an audio company, we're very much last on the list. You know, we're, we're the last thing that people consider for the commercial. So if we could get people appreciating sound and music and audio more, then maybe you could consider us earlier on in their projects and not at the very end. Sure, sure. No, I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So how many episodes have you guys uh, got recorded or published thus far? So we've been releasing our episodes bi-weekly. We currently have three episodes out. Uh, another one will be coming out this week, Thursday. So yeah, you know, I try and have uh, a few, well, I, I had a few already recorded and ready to go before we launched because I, I do understand the importance of 
releasing, you know, biweekly and, and kind of sticking to your word. So we have a few on backlog ready to go, but constantly, you know, reaching out to new women and doing research on who else we could be chatting with. Sure. And and what kind of things have you learned thus far? I love I love talking to folks who are just getting started, like your like yourself have a couple episodes out. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you launched things the right way. What are some things that you've learned in these first few episodes and getting things set up that you think might be helpful for other folks to hear? Right. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was super new to this whole world and it kind of became a podcast almost by accident, really. But yeah, what was most difficult for me was just, you know, figuring out the whole hosting thing and, you know, how I I wanted to integrate our podcast with our current company website and not have it be something completely separate. So I was looking for a way that it could be as seamless as possible for us. And that's where I came across Castos and saw that it very easily integrated into a WordPress site, which is exactly what we were looking for. So yeah, it was super easy to be able to just download the plugin on the WordPress backend. And then it just kind of showed up right away. And then you just kind of plug in everything. So that was that was really easy. But yeah, also, you know, I, I think it's, very important to be writing your show notes. I know um, that's a big thing as well. SEO pulls from that as well as your episode title. So I think the most important thing is, you know, of course, getting your podcast out there, but you need to be gaining listeners and you need to, how you're putting your podcast out there is how you're going to be getting your listeners. So it's particularly important to be using all the right keywords so that, you know, Google can pull those keywords when people happen to search, oh, podcast about women in audio. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that was really big learning thing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, I, I'd love to hear your perspective as uh, someone who works at a audio post-production company mm-hmm. of how you viewed podcasting from a technical perspective. Because we talk a fair amount on the show about, oh, what kind of audio gear do you use and where do you right. edit and all that kind of stuff. And having that conversation with uh, you <laughs> who are much more of an expert than I am right. uh, at this would, would be a little funny. So I'd love to hear just from you how how you guys, you all, and particularly the the um, person that works in your organization that had a podcast already, structure things. So Clive gave me, Clive, my coworker, he gave me a lot of good advice on how to conduct yourself in an interview. So obviously working in a studio, I'm very lucky to have the equipment at my disposal already. So, you know, we, we got the soundproof booths and everything, but my issue at first was kind of mentally adapting that radio voice that I thought I needed to have. And, you know, it it ends up sounding really inauthentic that way. If you try and change change yourself into, you know, this radio performer of sorts. But Clive told me kind of to, to turn down the playback in your headphones so that you're not hearing your own voice play back at you because that's what's going to make your brain think, oh, like I have to sound more like a perfect radio host. So turning that playback down and just speaking as if you were talking to someone on the phone, not psyching yourself that, you know, that the record button is going 
but that you're just simply having a conversation with someone and not psyching yourself out on having that radio voice. Also, he talked about, you know, how much you're projecting into the microphone. He told me to do a test, you know, have a candle lit in front of you and talk right in front of it. And if you blow out the flame, then, you know, you're pushing your voice too much. So obviously you need to be playing with levels when you're checking your microphone before the record. But yeah, just being very mindful of your own voice and being natural with that and also how you're projecting. A lot of our episodes, well, most of them are uh, interview based. So we will often be recording the interview via Skype. So the person we're interviewing, obviously the quality of audio might not be the greatest, but wherever we can, if that person has access to their own microphone on their end, you know, if, if we can speak via Skype for safe purposes, but then if they can record their audio with their own microphone on their end and then send it to us after, it sounds like we were in the same room, even though we weren't. So that could be a good trick. And then also, you know, not psyching yourself out if you didn't phrase a question the best way you could. You can always go back and re-record the question or record your answer and, you know, just edit it. That's great. No, that's great. I, uh, I'm, I'm reassured that that's uh, a lot of the same, uh, information that I would have given <laughs> to that answer. And, and that yeah. we've heard a little bit of the, the same thing, okay. but it's really reassuring coming from, uh, a, a, an absolute kind of expert in the, the audio and post-production, mm-hmm. uh, field that, that a lot of those are a lot of the, the best practices. For sure. Could I ask you to expand a little bit on what you were talking about with projecting your voice and and kind of these popping sounds uh, with your being too close to the mic or speaking too kind of loudly or forcefully into the mic and what that does. Right. Well, I'm I'm not an engineer at our uh, studio here, so I'm not super technical when it comes to that. But I think what he was meaning was just to stay at a comfortable tone for you and to not, again, feel like you need to put on this radio host facade Gotcha. and that it might sound a little bit more forced if you're, if you're pushing your voice more, but if you can stay at that comfortable telephone call kind of volume and tone, then your, your episode can be a lot easier for you to, to conduct. Gotcha. Sound a lot more natural. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Great. And I think that for the most part, unless you're, uh, you know, so NPR or Gimlet Media, which both of which I love their podcasts, coming up with this super, super high quality sound and highly produced podcast episodes isn't necessary. I think having a message mm-hmm. as compelling as the one that you're putting together or hopefully, you know, some of the content that we put together, or I think everybody's goal should really be put together the best content and have it sound good. Right. And much over that is probably like a a bit of diminishing return. Yeah, of course. I mean, you you don't want to not do your podcast because you don't have the equipment, right? You want to do the project you want to do. You want to get your ideas out there. But, you know, there there are easy ways where you can find affordable, easy at-home options. You know, if you don't have a soundproof room, then lock yourself in your closet. You know, that's that's a perfect way to, um, 
you know, kind of isolate yourself in your voice because everything is absorbed by, you know, the clothes or the coats or whatever you have in your closet. So just kind of being creative in that way. But, you know, you can also be creative with it. Maybe your project is about interviewing people on the street and just, you know, having a little recorder there that also, you know, picks up the sounds of cars driving by and your environment. But I think you can really embrace it as, as well as you can, you know? Sure. Sure. So, uh, so now that you're, you've gotten the show off the ground, have a good cadence for releasing your podcast episodes. As you look back, are there things you wish you knew a couple months ago when you were just getting started that you'd like to pass on to maybe a new podcaster? Yeah. So when we launched, I kind of figured out a lot of things just as things were going along. So of course, there's all the technical stuff, you know, you got to make sure you're following all the right guidelines, you know, the right file formats, but it's super important to promote every episode as well. So, you know, I had to make sure that when we were posting a link to our podcast episode on a Facebook page, how is the link embedding? You know, you want to make sure that people are going to click and listen to that first or second episode. So it's super important to have a compelling image that is properly framed in the Facebook post. And then the copy that is underneath that picture, that's what's going to be drawing people in. So making sure that you have the copy ready to go and that you have keywords or quotes or phrases from each episode that you could pull from and help to promote your episode. Also realizing that it does take time for Apple Podcasts and Google Play to accept your podcast submission. So I I wish I had done that a few days before our launch date because it ended up you know, taking a few hours. So I ended up launching a few hours later than planned because I was waiting for the okay email from Apple Podcasts. So just, I would suggest launching your first episode maybe a couple days before your actual launch date, just so that it's already out there, it's already ready to go. And then that way you're not kind of scrambling last minute. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And that's, that's a lot of what we say as well in our podcasting guide is, about two business days mm-hmm. ahead of when you want to actually launch, publish that first episode and get your feed together, submit it to iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. Yes. And then on launch day, you don't have to worry about all that stuff because there's <laughs> exactly. a lot of other stuff you should be doing on launch day, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I'd love to dig in just real quick to talking about promoting your your podcast. I think this is where folks fall short a little bit. Can you give a little bit of things that you've seen work particularly well with promoting your podcast in a, I don't want to say productive way, but, but where it doesn't seem like you're just announcing it to the world, but, but kind of being strategic and mm-hmm. uh, intentional about it. For sure. I think it's very important to find your niche market that you're targeting to. It's, it's going to be super overwhelming if you're trying to target too many people Uh, Whereas if you find that niche market, you can kind of streamline your, your posts a little more. So obviously our market is women in audio and music. So yes, that's still kind of broad, but I was able to find so many private Facebook groups or other organizations that I was able to reach out and 
share the news about the podcast and they were happy to share about it as well because, you know, it's such a niche market and something that is still sort of new and being spoken about. It's also very important to have, you know, a a visual brand. So having an Instagram account is, I would say, is super important for your podcast. And, you know, uh, settling on brand colors or uh, a certain image that you always release when a new episode is out. So we sort of have a template where we have, you know, like two colors and then we got Sisters of Sound and then the woman's name that is going to be in the new episode and then their picture. So we have the template and then we just swap out the name and the picture for each episode so that when people see that image, they're scrolling through their Instagram feed right away. They know, okay, that means there's a new episode out. And then just sort of sticking with a very similar aesthetic with all the visuals that you're posting. You know, yes, podcasting is an an audio medium, but it's still important to have those compelling visuals that are going to be drawing people in to listen to your podcast. So um, yeah, definitely having an Instagram account and then using the appropriate hashtags in every one of your posts is super helpful to to get more reach. And yeah, doing your research to see if there's any private Facebook groups. I reached out to so many women that way and was able to reach out to some other people we'll be interviewing for future episodes. But yeah, just, um, just doing your research and seeing what kind of niche groups are out there that, that you can find your place in. Awesome. Uh, that's uh, that's fantastic advice, and I think it applies to everybody. So that's uh, Great. I think that's a cool place to to wrap up. So uh, Ariana, can you share with folks where they can learn more about you and the show? Sure. So Sisters of Sound is hosted with Castos on our tattoo sound and music website so it's ta the number two music.com and it's on our news page so you could check out the episodes there as well as on apple Podcasts, google play and stitcher awesome awesome ariana thanks so much for being on the show today i appreciate it thank you so much for having me i look forward to listening thank you for listening to another episode of podcast hackers if you liked what you heard today please head over to itunes and leave a rating and review This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.